So, how can we unlock our potential? You sent an article over that was uh, very eye-opening for me because mm-hmm. it's, it's, like I said, the irony of doing a podcast about work and seeing work differently. While you're working. While I'm working. <laughs> and uh, just uh, it just drives, it drives me to research things so I can continue to better myself. But this is episode number 36 hey. of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. We're blessed. We'll be back after the intro. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. Mm. We're off for a couple of weeks. We all saying, man, we ate more than we should. Probably ate more than we should. But mm-hmm. it was good, though. Mm-hmm. It was good. Family time was great. Yeah, I took some much needed time off, too. Mm-hmm. Host intro, I'm one of your hosts, Brian Montgomery. Uh, I'm the other one, Eric Kelly. Social media, you can find us at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at This Is BTC. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor, rate and review, leave us a message, let us know what you think about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, as we get ready to end 2018, man, yeah, man, this has been a whirlwind. <laughs> I've been, I've enjoyed every. <laughs> episode that we've put out. Oh, it's real, man. Yeah, man. It's, and th- this has been a great exercise in just uh, being able to share the things that you've learned mm. with other people and just seeing how you can have an impact on people's lives no matter how small. Well, you know, our original vision was to help as many people as we could right? because we go through it at work Yep. and we know everybody else goes through it at work. Yep. And if you say you don't, you're lying. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I got my business card here. I'm successful. They're yeah. whooping your behind. So shut up and sit down. Okay, anyway. Yeah, but today's topic, unlocking yeah. your potential. Yeah. Right? And, and it's one of those things that, you know, we've heard a great deal over the course of our lives. Oh, you have so much potential. And, it, and it, it's, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of turned into a cliche phrase, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's real. Well, are you using your potential? I heard a guy say, potential is a tank full of gas and a parked Ferrari. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are, are you using that? Man, we know people who are brilliant. Right. And they are sitting in front of the TV, holding a remote. They go to work. Yeah. They're trading time for money. Mm-hmm. And then they come home and they say, I'm not going anywhere. No, dude, you're not. No. So let's, let, let, let's, let's kind of dig in on this trading time for money thing real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, prior to recording, you you were kind of telling me about, first of all, like the idea for the, for the topic. Where did you get the idea for us to talk about this one today? Well, there are so many people that I see sitting in jobs and sitting in positions where they could do so much more and they could accomplish so much more, but they're in a system that says, we only want you to do this much. Right. For instance, if you have an idea about something and you go to work, and it's not inside of your little area, mm-hmm. they'll dismiss it. Mm-hmm. Now, your idea may fix the company, but they have somebody else sitting in that box. Right. You could get it to them, and they may or may not even listen to you because their egos may, may tell them if there was an idea in this area that actually made some sense, I'd be the one that would have it. Mm. So with that, you're sitting in your little box, you do your little thing, you go home. Now, here's t- trading time for money. Uh, years ago... Uh, in the United States, there was uh, chattel slavery. Yes. And chattel slavery, basically, the slaves got uh, food and shelter for work. 
today, you go to work, you trade your life time for money yeah. so that you can buy what? Food and shelter. Food and shelter. Wow. So unless you are getting more out of that transaction right. than that, yeah. what are you doing? Of course you're miserable. And you're waiting on somebody at work to make life better for you, which will never happen. So the bulk of people are miserable at what they do. They're miserable where they are. And they're in a system that uh, uh, rewards money or views money more than people. Hmm. So, yeah, they're upset and they're mad. And so what I'm inferring from that is if you're just allowing yourself to exist in the system. <laughs> yes. You're and, lost. And you're not really, <laughs> right, and you're not really searching right. for your value, right. your purpose, uh, success, happiness, joy, fulfillment. Yes. You and you're not really tapping into your potential. Yeah. And you're essentially falling back Oh, this is going to sound harsh, but you're essentially falling back into a system of slavery. Yes. Whoa. Yes. It's called wage slavery. And people get very upset. Um, some of my uh, uh, capitalistic friends might take umbrage with that, but I'll simply ask you, unless you're a VP yeah. or a high-ranking manager, where is the security for your life? Well, I... Honestly, even at that level, just, just based on the things that we've seen over the last 10 years, like, there's not even security all the way at the top. So if there's no security up there, right, right, we're right. down below. Right, yeah. <laughs> you remember those movies where people would be at the bottom of the boat rowing? Right. Life sucks in the bottom of the boat. Right. So piggybacking off of that then, like, there's also a, a, another discussion that kind of branches off of that mm -hmm. into... Uh, just the system of training everybody to be employees yes. versus entrepreneurs. Yes. I was, now, with, I was with some young men in Cali. I think I told you the story. Okay. And they were coming out of school with a business degree. Yeah. And we were in this multi-level program. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, some people say, I'm not selling nothing. Well, let me get, let me get this off my chest. There's only two types of people in the world. Yeah. You're buyers selling and sellers. Buy. And yeah. if you're not selling something, you're that means you're a buyer and you're going to run out of money. Yeah. So... The guy comes out, he's, he's, uh, he's uh, uh, finishing up in business. Mm -hmm. He said, dude, I got a business degree, and I can't run a business. I said, no, but you were trained to work in their business, and that you can do well. Yeah, and, and, and it's crazy because I have a business degree. <laughs> not one in entrepreneurship. No, not one in entrepreneurship. Okay. And the bit that I do know about running businesses yeah. has come from a combination of paying extra attention to how the company that I work for runs business and doing a hell of a lot of research on my own <laughs> right. about entrepreneurialism right. and just, you know, my wife and I have tried different things and I've tried things while in college just kind of learning that way, right? Right. So I, I go back and forth, right? Because... <laughs> While I, while I agree, especially as minorities, mm -hmm. right, that we should do more to create opportunities mm -hmm. than to always be on the buying end, okay? Yeah, we're consumers. Right. In society, almost from the beginning, mm -hmm. right, once we started getting more civilized and mm -hmm. population grew and that type of thing, mm -hmm. the hierarchies have always existed. Oh, absolutely. Right? And so because of that, it's like, well, just rationally and logically, 
everyone cannot be an entrepreneur. No. Not not in the sense of like I'm the one creating the opportunity to get people to work for me. Right. Because that in in turn, that's what it is. Somebody has to start something, mm-hmm. right? And, and they have an idea, they drive it, they have the the wherewithal to do it, the resources or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people come and exchange time for for dollars and compensation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that has to happen in order for the thing to keep going. Right. 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 And so it's like there's always going to be this system of uh, employees and management or entrepreneurs and owners, right? right? So the the trend as of late, and I listen I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, Gary V, mm-hmm. right? And he's been on it heavy lately. Everybody is trying to be an entrepreneur because it's become the thing now, mm-hmm. not necessarily in practice. But more so in uh, appearance. Okay. Right? Okay. Everybody wants to appear to be an entrepreneur because that's the cool thing. That seems to be the way to get money, right? Mm-hmm. It's, everything's going back to the system of money, 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 money. And But what happens is you have people who probably are not that well-equipped to be entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. trying to be entrepreneurs. They fail, and then they think everything's a failure. Okay, now let, let, let me let me hold on. Let me finish this. Okay, and I, and I think this goes right into kind of like the topic too. So, understanding what even your potential is, uh-huh. right? To me, plays a heavy part in unlocking your potential. Uh-huh. So you could be pursuing paths that are for you. Okay, I'm going back to Gary V. Okay, he's absolutely correct. Everybody's not cut off to be an entrepreneur, especially not. From the beginning, you've got to go into right. the system to learn what the heck you got to do. Yeah, you know, he says that a lot. You right? have to go in. So the, if you're coming out of school and you you say, well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur, you don't even know what that means yet. Mm-hmm. And trust me, as somebody who has worked for himself for about the last almost 10 years, mm-hmm. oh, man, mm-hmm. I work way harder than I ever did at a job. Yeah. So being an entrepreneur is not a... Um, it's not a magic thing. You know, I look up and see the Jay-Zs of the world. Whatever. Look, I watch these guys build their empires. I watch Sean John and all the... I watch these guys say, hey, we're tired of working for people, but where did they learn that? They had to go work for somebody They first. were working. Either so, they were working or they were working so hard for themselves that it, they had it, to yes. learn it quick. Yeah. So I still, I still believe that everybody's got to... And we'll slide into potential because I don't think you need to come out and say, I don't want to work for anybody else. Sometimes that may... Uh, that may almost mean that you have a a uh, arrogant spirit. Yeah, you know, get rid of that because even as an entrepreneur, you can't be arrogant. As an entrepreneur, I still have to make clients happy. I will still show up at an office that is extremely conservative, wearing a suit, shirt, and tie. <laughs> even to be a leader, yeah. At one point in your in your time, you have to follow. Absolutely, but I don't think people understand that either. Yeah, well. What you're talking about, I think what Gary Vee is talking about also, is there's a bit of an arrogance with, I'm not going to go in there, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're going to get crushed. You won't know enough. Right. And so his his philosophy is, you need to go work for somebody for, ten, for 10 years. Absolutely. 10, 15. Get work, work, work in your 20s, you need to be working. For somebody. Yeah, for somebody. Absolutely. And it's like, and then you go out and do your thing. You might have a clue. Right. I agree 100%. Um. So the article you sent over from Forbes, yeah. right, yeah. Um, talked about 
Um, Unlocking Your Potential Requires Examining Your Life. That was the title of the article. <laughs> and I love the last part of the title. It requires examining your life. So a personal antidote. Mm-hmm. Recently, um, I was in my, myself. You know, I've been dealing with some some ups and downs of just trying to figure out life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm good at my job. Mm-hmm. I do find some fulfillment there because I do love the challenge of parts of accounting, mm-hmm. right? But is it is it my thing per se? I don't know. I don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. And and we do a podcast about seeing work differently, right? <laughs> And so I'm able to find my values, find a lot of my value in my job and find fulfillment there because I know that I know what the game is. I'm working it. You know, I come to you for advice and that type of thing. And, you know, it's it's working. But, you know, when it comes to how I've been feeling as I approach 40, Mm -hmm. um, just having some real conversations with myself. Am I who I want to be? Mm -hmm. Am I doing the things that I'd like to be doing? Right. Mm-hmm. And recently my wife asked me, she was like, what, what is your ideal self? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it stumped me. <laughs> I had to pause. Somebody asked that, dude. Right. But it goes right to this article. And especially the last part, just like understanding anything about where you're going requires examining where you are in mm-hmm. your life and who you are mm-hmm. in your life. Right. So, um, <laughs> right. So oh, this is going to grab somebody this week. Right. So the first thing about unlocking your potential that this article says mm-hmm. is um, you have to evaluate your circle, mm. evaluate the people that you hang around with. One mm. of the things. Yeah. Big. Let that breathe for mm. a second. How many times have we heard that? Like uh, the last episode we put out was lessons learned. Right. My parents used to tell me that all the time. Mm-hmm. Birds of a feather. That's a cliche one, right? <laughs> uh, you are who you who you hang out with, mm-hmm. right? And I always took that to mean the perception of mm-hmm. you, not actually who you were, mm-hmm. but the perception that other people have when they see you with certain groups of people mm-hmm. and certain types. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never really took it to mean, no, that is who you are. Until I kind of read this, and I was like, oh. A couple of things happen, man. We transfer energy mm-hmm. when we're with each other. Yeah. Now, I was, you know, and I tell anybody this. I said, my core group of folks, I said, I got a couple of old heads, but mm-hmm. my core group are 30-somethings. Let me tell you why. I can trade experience for technical know-how, mm-hmm. for different ways of thinking. I'll give you an example. Uh, I was having a discussion with, with a young uh, uh, techie, mm-hmm. techie, 30-something, really yeah. bright kid. He said, uh, we were talking about advertising and getting people to come to see the programs that were going on. And he said, do you know what I could do with that much money in a social media budget? Well, the people that spent the money don't even understand social media, which means the landscape is bigger than what even they know, but they're older. Mm. And their experience. Right. And y'all need to listen to us. Right. But right. they are clueless right. as to what a young techie could do with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know how many people I can make show up in that room? You draw energy and knowledge, and there's a transference of power mm-hmm. when you think about your group. So you need to hang out with people that know something that you don't. One of the things that the article said was there's a there there's a popular saying, whether it's 
factually or scientifically true, but there's a popular saying that says um, you are the average of the five people you you hang out with the most. Wow. And the minute I read that, I'm like, shoot, let me... <laughs> let me check my top five. Yeah, let me check my top five. Um, you and, a lunatic in there, boy. And for me, it, it's kind of working out to be true. The, yeah. the top five people that I hang around with, which includes you and, you know, some of those people that we know, yeah. we all have similar ambitions. Yep. And we're all pushing each other to get to certain areas of yep. our life, whether it's emotional, whether it's our marriages or friendships and, um, you know, how we relate, business, whatever, right? And it's like, yeah, if I look back at my college days, my high school days, post-college, I can probably come up with the same thing. Like, it was probably true for me. That is, and, and when it says evaluate your circle, yeah. now... What do you do? Now, this is going to be, you know, a rough metaphor. Mm -hmm. Flush away all negative people, complainers, and whiners. Right. Because they're not looking at growth and development. They're looking at the status quo, and they've got a lot to say about it. Yo, okay, so I'm, I'm on social media enough. Okay. Right? And uh, me and my wife follow this young lady called Jess Hilarious. Mm -hmm. Right? You know what it is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's, she's funny. She's funny. Right, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So you know you can figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But she she came on this week and she was she she had a rant and it was said in a comedic tone, but it was so poignant. This is what like the main point of what she was saying. Mm -hmm. She was like, "Yo, to all the people who were hating on me, saying I changed." She was like, "You doggone right, I changed." <laughs> <laughs> See, she was like. When you know better, you do better. And she yeah. was like, she was, oh, she ain't the same. She forgot where she came from. She's like, no, nah, I ain't forgot where I came from. <laughs> she was like, I'm just not associating with people who are not trying to go, who are resistant to where I'm trying to get to. Dude. And basically, it's just like she's cut certain people out of her life, and now those people are upset because she's on the uptick. Um, here's the thing. There are people around you yeah. that bring negative energy into the room. Right. And you're right. All the guys we know are right. trying to come up. Trying to come up, man. Trying to go. No matter where they are. Every last We're one of them is trying to, to come up. So you know what? If you're not trying to do better, um, I mean, I love you. Yeah. I, I, there's no, I have no animosity. If you want to sit in that same spot and hold that same remote for the rest of your life, mm -hmm. I'm going to pray for you. I love you. We're good. We're just not going to have a lot of hangout. Mm -hmm. And not because I'm trying to diss you, but... You don't really, you're not going to be comfortable in the conversations that I'm in. Yeah. You know, like I was talking to one of our tech friends. I'm trying to build this app. Yep. Well, first of all, I got to talk to somebody that knows what an app is. Yep. <laughs> then I need to talk to somebody that knows how to build it. Yep. So if we're having that discussion, and I'm going to have that discussion for three or four hours, you're not going to be comfortable in there if you just want to watch the latest, you know, the latest uh, uh, show on whatever. Nah. We're not going to be nah. good. So you got to surround yourself with people that are trying to go somewhere and do something because that energy helps you. You encourage them. Yep. They encourage you. God made us that way. Man. He yeah. made us communal. Absolutely. So the 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 next the next suggestion they gave in, um, you know, unlocking your potential was evaluate what your ideal self is, or ask yourself the question: What is my ideal self? Uh -huh. And like I said, that's that's the question my wife asked me this week, and it and it and it it, it made me pause. Uh -huh. But every day since then, I've really been putting thought into it. Uh -huh. And um, 
you know, that's just a way of saying, what do I aspire to be? What type of person do I want to be in this world? And you have to write it down. Mm-hmm. They they mentioned in the article that scientific studies show, a couple of studies show yeah. that when you write down what your vision of yourself is, it comes alive. It becomes alive, and yep. you're more you're more apt to pursue that self than if you just keep it in your head. Absolutely, you know what I mean. So so that was my next step after my wife said that. And it's like okay, take a pen and paper. I'm writing this stuff down. And then after that, you have to put it into action. Now, here's the thing. You know, I look at you, I brag on you all the time. I says, young guy, senior accounting project manager, knows blah, 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 all this kind of carrying on. Okay, that's where your job is. Right. Here's what I know about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, when we were writing our television show, mm-hmm. you're there with the creative ideas and the extra flavor that killed it. Mm-hmm. When we're putting together a podcast, you're killing it. Uh, I've seen, I've been to plays that you've produced and put on. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that you're... Accounting is what you do for a living. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what I know about you as a brother, yeah. dude, and I, and I brag on you all the time, man. I'm just like, this is a talented young fellow. I appreciate uh, it. When, when, when you look at what the gifts God has given you, and I got to go there because I'm a faith person. Absolutely. When you look at the gifts that God has given you, don't limit yourself with just thinking about your job. Mm. Um, now, I brag on my sister a little bit. Uh, my sister ran through some difficult times. Yep. She had some challenging times. Job wasn't there. And she started making just amazing, amazing creations Mm -hmm. that she now sells and makes more money than she did going to work as a job. Now, she works hard out of her home. Uh, But, you know, I I said, would you go back? She said, not on a bet. Yeah. So, and she's an artist. So she's working as an auditor. All you guys are in finances with balance sheets, man. She's working as an auditor. She comes out, starts her own business. It blows up. She's hustling down, don't know what. Some days, now we'll tell you, she has to pray more. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because now i got to run a business. Yeah. God, give me some wisdom and whatever. Yeah. But she looks up on TV and she sees stars walking out on stage wearing her creation. That is nuts. Yeah. I remember you told me this story. Some it, of the worst, it still blows my mind. some of the worst times in her life. Yeah. But that's her own thing. So I say everybody out there is not built to be an entrepreneur. But if you are only going to work... And the only thing you're doing is giving, trading your lifetime for your job, for that check. You are not living up to your potential. And so uh, let's put that because that has been said at least twice already in this episode. We're always going to trade time for something. For something. Absolutely. We're always going to trade time for compensation. Yep. Whether we allow ourselves to kind of be... Uh, kind of do that for someone for an extended period of time, or unless we pursue our own, we're always going to trade our time and our talents for compensation in some way to be able to survive. Absolutely. That's what that is, right? Um, But I I, I agree. And, you know, on this podcast, we do talk a lot about, you know, people in the system of employment and how you can kind of make the best of that. We have to. Right. Yeah. Because that, that's the majority of society. Absolutely. Right? That's the majority of society. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, it, it, it goes back to all of our discussions on performance and all of our discussions on creativity in the workplace and that type of thing, right? All of that really points to you have to evaluate where you are mm-hmm. in your career mm-hmm. and if you're going to continue 
to stay in the employment system. <laughs> Do your best to find a, a, a more value and purpose in that thing, mm-hmm. right? And use your gifts to their greatest potential in that thing. Absolutely. And by the way, God expects that for all my people of faith out there. Yeah. If you go into work playing video games and living on uh, on Google yeah. and Facebook yeah. at your desk, yeah. God yeah. did not give you that job for you to do that. He went there for you to learn, maximize, and grow. Unless your job is playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> then, <laughs> then you should be good at what you like, I, I, I said I said this to somebody recently. I was like, yo. This generation yeah. <laughs> that is in their adol- early adolescent years yeah. now, yeah. like, man, y'all have it good. Because in the 90s, that was my thing. Yeah. I and, and, and I told you, man, we're, we're going to tell our story on this, on this podcast soon. Uh-huh. But my goal coming out of high school mm-hmm. was I was majoring in computer science mm-hmm. so that I could start my own software, uh, ga- uh, gaming software company. I minored in accounting because I wanted to understand how the money flowed so that nobody would screw me in my business. Gotcha. And somewhere along the way, I flipped. I minored in computer science. And I and majored in accounting. accounting. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, I say, look, I would be playing video games for a living if I could. Hey, dude, you know, right now, and I'm in the corporate learning environment, executive, mm-hmm. executive coaching environment, last week we were looking at how to take a concept and turn it into fun uh, and basically, we found a firm huh. that could take learning and almost make a game out of it. Good, because when you're, when you're teaching a classroom, especially adults, yeah, there's got to be it's got to be scenario based. Yeah, so you can't sit up and do the holy mouth. No, you've got to be scenario based. You got to facilitate a a uh, uh, some type of experiential learning. Mm-hmm. And uh, so don't don't give up your video game thing yet, man. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's it's in my grand vision. It's somewhere of, back there. It's in my grand vision of media. I, I love it. I still have a lifetime to get it done. You know what I'm saying? Got it. Um, finishing up this thing about your ideal self. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the things that that you know we have found that you have to do in pursuit of understanding that mm-hmm. is um, one: ask yourself about uh, where you are knowledge wise and where you need to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, also. Invest in yourself to achieve more. Meaning, you know, we spend a lot on a lot of things, right? So spend some, like, if if mindset is something that we need to work on, spend either time capital or financial capital on improving that. You have to invest in yourself, whether that's time or money or both, right? Uh, something else, be persistent. Mm-hmm. Be persistent in, in, in your goals, mm-hmm. right? Because anybody's ideal self is going to be goal-based. Got to be. It, it has to be. Yeah. You know, it you has gotta to be. going be. somewhere. Yeah, you got to be going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, be, so be persistent in that. And then, you know, just constantly strive for more, mm-hmm. basically. Got it. Uh, the third thing that they suggested, work on self-discipline. Mm. It means I got to go to bed, actually work on my health. Eat right. Not stay up all night playing video games. One of my, <laughs> one of my 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 biggest challenges. All of us is discipline. Yeah, that's everybody. From the time I I turned eighteen and my parents were no longer pulling the strings and telling me when, where, and what to do, it was like, yo, I just got freedom to just 
Chill. <laughs> right? So discipline has always been a thing. Um, <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> but uh, but it, it's something that you have to, like, consciously work on and strive for every day. You know, I think I think affects that. I think if you wake up every morning with a picture of where you're going, it helps to motivate you to be mm. more disciplined. For instance, back in the days, I know y'all don't know, before I, I discovered burgers, I was, <laughs> I was a competitive bodybuilder. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I woke up every single day of life dreaming about what I'm going to look like that next tournament, mm-hmm. the next time I stand on stage. So then I could actually pass Kentucky Fried Chicken mm-hmm. and get me a salad somewhere from wherever, not because I'm disciplined, but I was goal-focused enough mm-hmm. to do that. Now, as you can tell, my, my goal now is to find that chicken, and I'm going to hold... <laughs> If you can find any, I'm on a seafood diet. Yeah, you know what? And and that may be a, um, an episode for the new year too, because I've I've often wondered like, how did you like accomplish like the discipline it takes to yeah, it's to it's, be able to pursue bodybuilding. Do, do I want, think about in school, man? In school, why did you study? Studying sucks. It sucks. But you looked at that goal of that test. Mm-hmm. You looked at where you wanted to be. You looked mm-hmm. at the degree that you wanted. Yeah. You know, almost everything we do is because we're aiming at something. You said that in the last point. Yeah. You got to be aiming at something, and you got to want it bad enough, and you've got to want it. Not your mama, daddy, right. your husband, your wife. Right, right. You've got to want it bad enough to, to put forth the effort. And, to and you're right. It. Even in high school, man, like, school's kind of boring to me. It's because you're smart. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> you want them smart brothers. All right. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, some classes were challenging, but most of them, it was kind of like a breeze. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was aiming for a number one spot mm-hmm. and that kind of pushed me. Mm-hmm. So I agree. It's, it's a motivator. Yeah. Last point, mm-hmm. um, find mentors. Oh, dude. We, we, and we've, we've done, we've done that topic before. Dude. Find mentors. Um, one of the reasons they say that you should find mentors is oftentimes we, we're so close to the problems that we have, whether it's, you know, our, our attitudes, our mindsets, or even if it's just solving something at work, we're so close to it that oftentimes another voice needs to come in. Another outside objective voice needs to come in and break up that monotony Mm -hmm. to get us across the finish line. That is real. You cannot get... Finding a mentor is like finding a map. Mm-hmm. If you want to go from here to the West Coast, mm-hmm. you, you could mumble your way through. Mm-hmm. But if you got a map, mm-hmm. and by the way, I suggest more than one mentor. Absolutely. Because there's, a, there's varied roads that you get that will get you there. Yeah. So find good mentors, mm-hmm. uh, preferably one that's at least in your, in your area, one similar to you. I tell a lot of ladies, find you a lady mentor. Yeah. And sometimes they may be few and far between at that position you're aiming for, mm-hmm. but find somebody on that level. Yeah. Uh, typically, those of us that have been around a lot, we kind of realize we're on the other side of the mountain. Right. We can't wait to help somebody not screw up like we did. You know, I read something this past week that said that too. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about why wealthy people or mm-hmm. people who are highly successful, mm-hmm. the one thing that... that drives them daily is being able to help the person somebody else come up the ladder they actually got to the top of the mountain and they're looking back it's not what they thought it was yeah but they see people struggling and they say 
I can be of value. Remember, they've already achieved certain levels. Right. I can be of value if I can help that person get up. Yeah. And it actually comes from an altruistic uh, a point. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes back to something we, I think, I think maybe you said it um, on a previous episode, but just like having a mentality of service oh, to man. others. That comes out the book, man. Yeah, even when you're even even when you're trying to get up the ladder, having a, a mentality of service goes a long way. Yeah, that comes right out the good book. Oh man! All right, unlocking your potential. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this has been a, a rousing good discussion. Rousing discussion. So, I guess just 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 some points to wrap up and to remember. Um, we're all trading our time and talents for something. Mm-hmm. If we're just allowing ourselves to be in the system without trying to push ourselves to be greater than just what we're expected to do, then in a sense, we're just allowing ourselves to go back to a system of slavery. Absolutely. That may sound harsh. <laughs> Maybe some people that disagree it's with real. it. But I get it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and to help unlock your potential, think about these four things. Evaluate your circle. Mm. Right? Who's around you? Who do you spend more time with? What are their mindsets? Are they going in the way that you want to go? Two, ask yourself, what is your ideal self? Evaluate mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, three, work on self-discipline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and four, find mentors with an S. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we need we need roadmaps. Mm-hmm. We need another voice to break up the monotony in our head and the things that we go through every day. Mm-hmm. This has been episode number 36 man. of the Beyond the Cubicle podcast. <laughs> oh, man, this has, been a, this has been a blessing. It's been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. Uh-huh. My, my people of faith, I got to close out with this one. Go. Uh, you were created to do more mm-hmm. than go to work, pay bills, and die. Yeah, absolutely. God made you for much better than that. So if you've got a dream, he put it in your heart, go get it, go and get he it. will help you get it. Go get it. Wow. Yeah. That's it. We'll see y'all next week. All righty. Mm-hmm.